Con artists summon a genie and sell a lamp to an unsuspecting doctor. American anxiety is driving the sale of crystals through the roof. And a man who dumped a human head in a recycling bin has been arrested. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm glad you're here. I'm Jonesy. I got some weird stories from around the world. Let's go. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Some con artists in India summoned a genie and sold a doctor Aladdin's lamp. (laughs) No, the poor dummy. Yep. Two men were arrested in western Uttar Pradesh, which is in uh, northern India, after they allegedly cheated a doctor of RS-31 lakh, which is the equivalent to about $40,000 American. Uh, This doctor handed over the money for what he thought was... Aladdin's lamp. Yeah, the actual Aladdin's lamp, the magical artifact from the popular Middle Eastern folktale that brings forth a wish-granting genie when it is rubbed. You guys have seen the cartoons, the movies, etc. You rub the lamp, right? Poof! A genie comes out. The genie's usually like blue, right? It's got a blue face. Uh, didn't like Shaquille O'Neal play a genie in a movie? It was probably awful. I didn't see it, but... You know, the genie comes out of the, the, the lamp, gives you, I don't know if it's three wishes or unlimited wishes or one wish. You use that one wish to wish for unlimited wishes. I would use that one wish to, you know, wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> That's all. I'm a simple man. I want simple things in life. Well, these Aladdin lamp selling con artists even managed to get this. They managed to summon a, quote, genie from the lamp in order to convince their victim, according to the doctor who was cheated. <laughs> How dumb are these doctors in India? Man, the doctor, whose last name is Khan, filed the complaint with the police, describing in detail how he had been swindled by the now-arrested men. According to the doctor, he first met them when he began treating a woman they described as their ailing mother. Here's a quote from the doctor. I started visiting their home to treat the mother. The visits continued for about a month. Gradually, these guys started telling me about a, a baba whom they claimed also visited their home. I guess a Baba is a genie, right? They started brainwashing me and asked me to meet meet this Baba. <laughs> no. The doctor said he met the Baba who seemed to perform rituals. What did he, what did he do? Card tricks? Huh? What did he... <laughs> Eventually, this group told me that they would sell me a lamp. But I could only come up with a down payment for the lamp. They asked for a lot of money for this lamp. They told me this lamp would bring wealth, health, and good fortune. They said this is, quote, Aladdin's lamp. During one visit, quote, Aladdin actually made an appearance in front of me. I did not know who this person was at the time. I later realized one of the accused was actually dressing up as Aladdin. (laughs) Are you stupid, doctor? Seriously. This is like a fictional person aladdin right this is from a fairy tale from my understanding you actually were duped into believing (laughs) that one of the guys was actually aladdin you know it did look like one of the brothers uh from earlier very strange i thought there was a uh, it was you know they had a, a strange resemblance photos from the police station where the complaint was filed show the two arrested men and a massive golden colored lamp that was seized by the police (laughs) We have found that the same men went to other homes in the city. 
says a police official. And they cheated many families. We have found the involvement of three people so far. Two have been arrested. One woman is on the run. (laughs) What did the woman have to do with it? You know, when you have crimes like this, it's almost like I can't even feel bad for the victim because you've got to be so supremely stupid to be conned by something like this. (laughs) I mean, it's a fictitious artifact. These are fantasy people and you believe in it. I mean, it's like if someone runs up to you and, and tries to sell you Abraham Lincoln's eyebrows. Just take a moment, okay? Maybe go to the police first. Ask some friends. Did you not ask a friend? Hey, man, you know, someone's trying to sell me Aladdin's lamp. Is, is, that, is that even a real thing? Your friends are going to tell you, bro, you're stupid. No, it's not real. In fact, why don't you take me to meet these guys? Like, how did that not happen? Does this guy not have a single friend that he could tell? I was like, hey, man, you know, these guys told me they had uh, Elvis's guitar and the, the ghost of Elvis appeared and, and strummed it a little bit, told me it was indeed his guitar, the one that he wrote Blue Suede Shoes on. And I just, uh, well, I like Elvis a lot. And I just thought, hey, it's got to be Elvis's guitar if it's his damn ghost that's telling me about it and playing it, right? I mean, really? Really? Did you also give someone $100,000 for a carpet that can fly? I wonder. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Am I out of my mind? Anxiety is driving a crystal boom. People are looking for healing and they're looking to crystals. The pandemic and a bitter election season have helped sales of goods associated with metaphysical wellness in the U.S. to soar. Brian Busey heaves a pickaxe against the side of Colorado's formidable Mount Antero. 12,000 feet above sea level. Up here, the air is so thin that it offers little resistance, and the stroke of his pickaxe sends shards of light gray granite flying against the stark blue sky. Yeah, that's right. You get sound effects with this story. Kink! Kink! A burly figure in a sweat-stained leather hat. Busey picks through the shards in search of treasure. The 58-year-old prospector is hunting aquamarine, a gemstone that appears to enclose the ocean and is the official state rock of Colorado, by the way. Today, it's a very popular choice among metaphysical stone enthusiasts. For the same reasons, nervous sailors once carried it across vast uncharted seas. The energies associated with this gemstone, calm and courage, are in very high demand right now in the United States. Well, it is 2020. There's a lot of anxiety. This makes total sense to me. People are buying crystals and other ritual goods associated with metaphysical healing. What is metaphysical healing, Jonesy? Well, apparently it's the perceived power of natural objects that can be harnessed to your benefit. Sales have soared for these objects at a time when people have cut back on superfluous expenditures and even... Believe it or not, the diamond industry has taken a hit. Of course, because who's getting married in 2020? It's a crazy idea. Americans still account for 35% of the growing global market for gemstones. And metaphysical retailers cite current stresses in 2020 for driving as much as a doubling in crystal sales. Let's get back to Busey. High up on those Rockies. Busey is the first... Step in a more local supply chain that brings aquamarine, tourmaline, topaz, quartz, and other gems to customers all across the U.S. He spends most of his summers high in the Colorado Rockies, 
his heavy beard, hammering away. Tink! Tink! (laughs) Despite the bleak outlook at its start, he says this year has been surprisingly good to his family operating mining and jewelry operation. Here's a quote from Busey. People are looking for healing in trying times. Where I'm at, Colorado in particular, is a real hot spot for crystal mining because of its rich geological history. It's also a very robust marketplace. I'm going to say, although I haven't met him, that's a perfect impression of Busey with his beard and weathered face, high on a Colorado precipice, standing over his crystals. (laughs) Busey's mine. What do people do with these crystals, Jonesy? Well, metaphysical enthusiasts carry crystals close to their hearts, use them to decorate altars, and swear by their power to heal or protect. And I don't know if uh, I believe in these things. I've never really tried them, so I can't say. From And I do like to go by first-person experience. They say these things work, though. Um, amethyst is said to bring cognitive clarity. Tourmaline may relieve chronic fatigue and fortify the immune system. I already told you what aquamarine does. Sailors have been carrying them for centuries, apparently. This is big business, these gemstones. So a lot of people believe in it. Maybe there is some some truth to it. I don't know. Any of you into this? Any of you have any evidence of this? Have you experienced some life changes, uh, some healing because of these stones? My first inclination is that it's total bullshit, but I'm open. I'm open to being convinced otherwise. I really am. I want to believe that weird stuff is happening. That's why. Like, I want to believe in Bigfoot. I don't, but I want to believe in Bigfoot. I want to run into Bigfoot while I'm hiking. I really do. I want to believe in all of this stuff. Maybe you have some experience. Call the show, 646-450-2012. A man who dumped a human head in a recycling bin as a Halloween joke has been arrested. Police in Spain have arrested a man spotted throwing a human head by a recycling bin after they discovered the body that it belonged to. The alarm was raised after the suspect was seen carrying the head poking out of the bag before discarding it and running away. Well, this is your first mistake, buddy. You've got to cover up the head. Everybody knows that when you're transporting human heads. You can't have the hair or any or the nose or anything poking out of the bag. Come on, get with it, bro. He discarded it and ran away. He thinks this is a joke. Hi, it's Halloween. Hi, funny human head. Everyone's going to love this. Witnesses at first mistook the incident in the city for a sick Halloween joke, of course. With local reports saying the man had even shown the head to some passersby, including children. Oh, this man is a very sick individual then. This is a mental... This guy needs to be put away or something. This is serious mental issue. Showing the head to children. Are you crazy, sir? It's Halloween, though. It's really the only time you can show a head to children and they won't freak out. They'll actually like, I mean, they'll freak out a little bit, but it's not like you showed it, showed them a head on Christmas morning. That would really freak them out. I need more info. Who is this maniac? Police in the southwest city of Huelva, near Spain's border with Portugal, were alerted at 3 p.m. yesterday after members of the public re- realized the head was real. I would hate to be the person that found that head and realized it was real. The arrest was made in a nearby apartment just after 9 p.m. where officers also discovered the body of the dead man, who was described as a friend of the man they arrested, who's aged around 50. Neither man has been named. 
Some video footage emerged of the police examining the bag with the head inside. Also, officers were filmed interviewing witnesses. Here's a quote from a passerby dressed as Conan the Barbarian for Halloween. When I saw the head, I was frightened. I said, get down, get down, get down, it's a head, get down. Officials said this is very early in the stages of investigation and uh, no one should make any judgment at this time. Yeah, I'm making judgment all day. I'm going to judge this guy. You're, you're throwing a human head into a recycling bin. What a strange thing to do. I mean, you can't recycle heads, first of all. That's weird, right? You know, that's for plastic and paper and, and metals and whatnot. I mean, it's it's obviously you put it in the compost bin, silly. Everybody knows that's where you put your severed heads or body parts. You go in the compost bin. You know, it's all about recycling, really recycling the bo- <laughs> the body parts. This is sad. I shouldn't je- I shouldn't jest. I shouldn't make jokes. Some there was a victim here. Someone was murdered. Clearly, uh, it's a terrible thing. And it's, you know, thoughts and prayers to the fam. Thoughts and prayers to the fam. Hey, I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. I hope you had a happy Halloween. Uh, If you want to send me some photos of you in your Halloween costume, feel free to email me. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can send them to me on Instagram, at funnyjones as well. Um, Try and keep it rated PG, please. All right. I don't need my virgin eyes to see anything scandalous. Okay, you got it. Okay, keep it real. Um, <laughs> I hope you had a I hope you had a great time. Uh, and if you did go to a Halloween party, I hope you've tested yourself since then. Want to make sure that you're you're healthy and that you don't infect anybody. I want to give thanks to someone named Bunny. Bunny sent me some coffee. Bought me coffee rather. Bunny bought me coffee from my website weirdafnews.com, where you can buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. Uh, Bunny wrote me a message. Uh, thanks. For your your rants, I enjoy it so much, I had to buy you a drink. Best thing to come from Cali in a while, but what do I know? I'm from Florida. Love your podcast. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to, and thanks for giving me something to laugh about. Well, thank you, Bunny, from Florida. Oh, I love it when people from Florida enjoy the show. Um, I love when people from Florida actually like me, even though I've made fun of Florida for three years now, or however many years it's been. It's like hard to believe that anybody from Florida would support me, but this is great. I'm so appreciative, Bunny, that you did that. It means so much more that you're from Florida. Hope you're okay over there. Uh, One of my coworkers just got back from Florida. I said, she went to four or five different cities. I said, anybody wearing masks over there? She said, nah. (laughs) Okay. Bunny, wear a mask, okay? Do it. Get yourself together. I I want you to have a nice life, okay? Um. I care about you. You bought me coffee and I care about you. Please wear a mask. <laughs> okay. What else? What else? Oh, I had a nice message on Facebook from someone named Barry Johnson. And he's from far away. Uh, Barry wrote, Hey, Jonesy, I won't tell you I don't listen to all your podcasts. I do, however, listen to Florida Fridays. He says, those guys. Wow. Anyway, at the end of Friday's show, a guy I will refer to as Elvis, I think. You may know who I mean. He made a comment about Australians being cousins to the Floridians. Uh, <laughs> and then he went on about that. Uh, it's a very inside joke here, I think. I don't really get it. Uh, it must be some Australian humor. But at the end, he wrote, cheers, mate. And I'm just happy that I heard from someone from Australia. Barry Johnson, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm glad you're a fan of Florida Fridays. I'm glad you're a fan of Weird AF News. Um, I'm always surprised when people from other countries enjoy 
the show. And I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for people like Barry who uh, listen to the show on a regular basis, even if it's only on Friday. That's totally fine. Um, so big shout out to Barry in Sydney, Australia. Thank you so much for being a fan of the show, buddy. I appreciate you, mate. Cheers, mate. I just like to say cheers, mate. To, I think that's just a fun thing to do. We should start doing that in the U.S. Cheers. Hello. Goodbye. Like I'm getting bored with these. If you guys would like to uh, support the show, you can join the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. And you can enjoy the Halloween video that I just posted. It's uh, it's Jonesy kind of dressed up a little bit, a little bit dressed up, a um, little bit of makeup. And uh, I'm answering questions from my patrons on a video that's about 25 minutes long. So uh, you can you can enjoy that on the Patreon, but you can't watch it unless you join the Patreon. But you can join the Patreon for just like a couple bucks a month. So it's pretty easy to do that. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can go to weirdafnews.com and join it from there. Uh, once again, I appreciate you, your loyal listenership. I hope you, like I said, I hope you had a nice weekend and a nice Halloween. Um, it's a, it's a election time and uh, I'll still be doing the show even if the country goes up in flames. So, um, you know, even if the country's going up in flames, I should still be able to find an internet connection. Hopefully, my closet won't burn down, so um, I can <laughs> I can go right into my cubby and uh, and record for you. So, thank you so much for for uh, listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Jones, what's up? Good morning on this Friday. I'm looking forward to the uh, Florida Friday. Hey, man, I just wanted to say you're doing a great job. But uh, I was a little disappointed, man. I was thinking to myself, it was so weird. I was thinking to myself, you, you do so great uh, voices. And, you know, I'm listening to the Tennessee. I'm listening to the Texas thing. And then you get to the China one. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be really hilarious. Him talking as someone who's Chinese and you didn't do anything. Come on, man. That's what makes your show unique. Hopefully you um, put that in your little uh, routine, your little stick there, buddy. I mean, I'm listening some things you did with the Australia thing, which was hilarious. And, you know, you might not get the voices exactly how they should be, but um, they're still hilarious. Keep up the good work, though, and... uh, We'll we'll have to catch up to you eventually and get you a cup of coffee and uh, Boston donuts. I don't know about them Krispy Kreme donuts though. Nah, they're nowhere as good as Dunkin' Donut. Um, you have a good day and uh, stay safe, my friend. Take care. Your friend Jim from Cleveland. Talk to you some other time. This is the future calling. Jonesy, I feel like you're way off base um, in your rant against the people who found the Skeleton Strip Club offensive, okay? Um, although I myself wouldn't be offended by that, I um, I feel like I, I, I understand why some people would be. Uh, this lady could have put up any kind of skeleton scene on her front lawn that, that she wanted, and yet she chose to make it something that alluded to, you know, a set of behaviors that, um, you know, a lot of people uh, have issues with, you know. Um, I mean, I can understand at the very least why, uh, you know, parents of children in that neighborhood 
Um, the kids are asking their parents, like, what that scene represents, and then them having to explain it to their children. I could definitely understand uh, being irritated by that. Um, although, personally, I would just laugh and move on. I think your rant was a little over the top um, and a little bit unfair uh, to people who who might not want to have to explain that uh, that scene to their children on on what's supposed to be a, a fun, uh, you know, clean holiday. Thank you. Um, this has been a message from the future. Hey, Jones, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. You were doing your story about the skull that was found down in Tennessee, how it was placed up on the mantle, and it turned out to be belonged to someone who had been missing for eight years. And you got off on a tangent and, <laughs> and used the phrase "redheaded stepchild." And in the midst of doing that, you realized that probably wasn't culturally sensitive or politically correct or something, and you apologized. And anyway, I wanted to tell you that I have been the redheaded stepchild, and uh, my stepmother did not care for me at all. And so, yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, Physically abused, uh, verbally abused, oh yeah, neglected, definitely, um, but it was short-lived, and I was, oh, 14 at the time, so, you know, wasn't much of a problem, but anyway, you're forgiven, and uh, it, the PC stuff has gone too far, but anyway, you know, it obviously would be, uh, it could be a problem for younger kids or, or whatever, but the phrase, you know, as you said, we go too far sometimes with the politically correct stuff. But anyway, I just laughed when you were talking about it and realized you'd stepped into it and immediately extricated yourself. So good good for that. But I just laughed because I just thought, ah, <laughs> I have been that red-headed stepchild. And, and anyway, take care. Have a great weekend. And uh, everyone be safe out there in weirdo land. Minnesota. Got a comment on the, uh, you know, the kind of the rant you went on uh, for cancel culture is basically what I would describe it as. And and I totally agree with you. You know, it used to be 20 years ago, you knew how to spot these people out because they always would be, you know, uh, Bible bangers is basically how I would describe it. So, you know, if you invited, 
your Bible thing, your friends over, you just knew to change up your uh, uh, scenarios and, and, and the way that you presented yourself around them. Maybe you even had to listen to Christian rock or something. But, uh, you know, nowadays, I'm not even hearing a lot of the canceledness out of the people who are extremely religious. Instead, I'm hearing it from people who really just are young and, uh, or, you know, just, uh, people that I would not anticipate to be such shrewd. And they, they're totally against anything that, that, that's funny. They have to find something offensive with everything. It's almost like they, 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 they listen for just key words. They don't even listen to the message. Instead, they listen for key words that are automatically going to make them offended. Uh, oh, you said it this way, so I'm offended now. And we got to cancel you, and we got to make you the, the worst person ever. It, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, to, to me, you, you can dislike a person. You can dislike their actions. But to go so far as to say that nobody else can enjoy this this person's thoughts and expressions, how is that even American? You know, we, we live in a country where we have freedom of speech, freedom of expression, which means that you can express yourself any way you, you deem fit. The only limitations are you can't express anything that's going to promote violence. And when I say promote violence, I mean promote direct violence, not something that, that you can say, well, words are violent. They're not. Now, if you go out and say, you know, uh, well, why don't you go and blow up this building or give them ideas to you should go out and blow up this building or, you know, like screaming fire in a crowded theater, something that's going to actually physically hurt somebody. Yeah, that's that speech that, that needs to be stopped. But anything else doesn't, you know, if someone's even racist. I'll, you know, only thing that's going to make me do is want to stay away from you. But I'm not going to want to shut you up. How am I supposed to know that you're racist if you're shut up? You know, you, you should be able to express yourself any way possible. Um, and uh, it, it's funny how, how I watch a lot of comedy nowadays. There's a few that I really, really enjoy. But then there's a lot out there 